Hi, this is Tyler Fisher, and I work in Student Development Services at TCU. This is the Leadership from the Couch podcast brought to you by the TCU Leadership Center, where we explore questions about our TCU values and where they meet with leadership principles in the Horn Frog experience. Today, I'm talking to our keynote speaker from last week's Leadership Summit, Jonathan Jones. Last week, Jonathan was able to pass on a tremendous message, and I'm excited to continue to dive deeper into some of what was presented at the Leadership Summit. Jonathan, go ahead and take a couple minutes and start out by telling us about yourself, uh, your background, who you are, kind of how you came to be today. Yes. Yeah, so, Tyler, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, and a, a, little, a little bit about me. I, I was a guy that, that, that went through high school. I, I struggled to transition from high school to, to college. And, and just I was, I was trying to really find myself and trying to figure out What's next? What am I supposed to doing? Just like I know many of the leaders who listen to this podcast are, are in that space right now. Uh, and, and after working retail jobs and delivering phone books and doing Uber and all of these different random odd jobs, one might say, um, then, then I, 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 I graduated with my degree in psychology. And, you know, that, that really didn't, that, that really, from that point, okay, after getting a degree in psychology, from that point, I realized that I could apply that to any facet of life. So then I realized that I wanted to serve people and I wanted to encourage people. And, and that really is, is what leads us to this point, just after some other experiences, running after school programs and things like that. But now be, being in this space, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited because I know this is my purpose and this is my calling to equip and empower leaders just for success. Excellent. I love that about uh, the service side and wanting to serve others. I think, um, that's more and more needed um, in our world or maybe less and less prevalent. Uh, so therefore it is more needed. So anyone who has a heart for service and serving their community and uplifting and empowering, um, it's great. So uh, you currently do a lot of that um, as, as we all do in a virtual way because we're in the, still in the midst of a pandemic. Um, but during this time, how have you used virtual um, communication mediums to really broaden your, your leadership influence and your impact? Certainly. So I've been really trying to get creative j just on being a resource. And, and, and here recently, one thing I've been doing, I've been going live and then just sharing mental health strategies. So just across different platforms like Twitter um, and across YouTube. So just providing strategies in, in that regard. And then even outside of that, just reaching out and getting connected with leaders on campus. Uh, if it's student leaders, if it's student athletes, or even if it's people who, who, who are decision makers, like in your position and others, just really seeing where is the opportunity to serve? Because, I mean, there, there, it's no secret that we are in a pandemic. So a lot of people are like, budgets are getting cut, John, and, and there's this and there's that. And I'm, I'm really letting them know that it's, it's not really about the budget but it's ultimately right now about the relationship. So I'm, I've really been just finding ways to nurture relationships, like by, like I said, by going live and getting connected with other people on LinkedIn and just getting to hear about their stories and, and do things like that. So if anybody's out there and they're, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to navigate through the pandemic, just take a second and really think and process through how can I do something that everybody else is not doing? And then from that point, then just begin to build, begin to reach out and, and do different, different things like that. Excellent. And I really appreciate what you said about really trying to connect with, with people. Um, I think that's such a key component of mental health and overcoming adversities is that true deep rooted connection and relationship building. Uh, and so obviously, you know, social media provides um, the, the wide scope of being able to do that with a lot of people. Can you talk about how you balance um, 
the large group and then maybe taking it down to the individual basis to continue those relationships? And, and where are some of the differences? Mm -hmm. So in regards to the large group, so, so, uh, so for one, one instance, I will take, I, I will take the engagement that, that we had uh, j just this past week. And mm -hmm. even though I know that seems like so long ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> but with, with that particular leadership summit, we, we came in, you know, me, me and you had the conversation and from that point, we, we wanted to talk about what was needed and what was necessary. And then we presented to the large group. And what I always do is I always make myself available to be a resource and to connect with students. And then I share a number where they can reach me. Mm -hmm. and, and Tyler, actually, one of your students actually reached out to me. He was like, I want to hear more about your background. And I wanted to learn more, more about, uh, I want to learn more about this gentleman as well. Excellent. So I, I, I always open up my DMs. Mm -hmm. I always make myself accessible <clears throat> by email, by LinkedIn by Twitter. So understanding that there are, that there is an opportunity for connection. And I've made it a point to realize that, John, you can never be too busy to connect with other people because I'm in the position that I'm in because other people connected with me and other people opened doors for me. So the, lar the large scale typically is like the speaking engagement, but then the back end side of it is, is continuing to, to take time and, and, and call and talk with Tyler, continuing to take time and talk with other individuals behind the scenes, which isn't as glamorous per se, but at the same time, I, I think it's essential. Uh, I really like that. I'm, and I'm really glad to hear that one of our students took that initiative. I think that initiative piece is something that is so critical. Um, and on the flip side, the, the openness to allowing that, that space to be there for you, for, for other great leaders who just open up those, those pathways, those avenues, whatever it may be. Um, what would you say to those who are maybe a little hesitant about taking that initiative? How would you offer advice or encouragement to overcome that so they then feel empowered to initiate uh, a, maybe a little bit more personal conversation in that connection? Excellent question. I would just challenge them to think for a second and realize that whatever you, whatever you invest is ultimately the opportunity for you to see that return on the investment. Just, just as if somebody was working out, you know you have to work out to get a certain level of result. To build relationships, you have to take time to connect with people to get a certain result. So if somebody is hesitant, I would ask them to really boil down and really get an understanding of why are you hesitant? What are you uncertain about? Is it the fact that you may feel that you, you don't have the reputation or is it the fact that you're just, you, you may think that I'm just a college student, you know, wh whatever, whatever the thought might be, because a lot of times, Tyler, if we're not careful, we have that negative self-talk that comes in our mind. And then we allow that, that fear to become the thought. And then that thought becomes our reality. So we have to get to the place to where we say, I want to connect with people and understanding if I want to connect with people, what actions do I need to take right now? And I know that's a big focus for you all in the leadership department. Y'all are talking about and seeking to build action-based leaders. Yes. So we have to get yes. to the spot to where we say, what action do I need to take to get the solution that I'm looking for? And, and then we have to just do the action. At first, you'll be nervous. At first, you, you, know, you might be a little hesitant. But the more you do it, then the more you'll begin to, to get accustomed to it, then you'll begin to build that habit. And then as that habit is built, then the confidence will increase. And then there sh it should be more so of an ease uh, uh, to do it. So I, I would really just encourage them to reach out, 
build connections, build relationships, begin to build your network because the time you invest now while you're a student, the time you invest now while you're a young professional, building your network, that will create an opportunity for you to serve those individuals later or even that'll create an opportunity for you to build your network to where it will come back and it'll serve you and your career path later down the line. Oh, I really like that. I really do. I think that that's tremendous because it, it really helps them to understand they also have so much to give um, mm -hmm. now and in the future. And when, when you were speaking it, I had this like deja vu moment, right? So uh, my undergrad was at Nebraska and I played football. We always had a lot of great speakers come in. One was a longtime uh, NFL special teams coach by the name of Frank Gans. Uh, and this is several, several years ago at this point, but it just, it, it hit me again. Uh, and what you were saying really connected to one of the quotes that he left us with. And that was simply what you give will grow, but what you keep you lose. Mm. And that just really popped back in because I felt like you were saying, you know, obviously you're willing to give something in this relationship and building it, but they also are. And if they're not willing to give it, then their value, then their knowledge and all that they have to add doesn't have the same ability to grow and expand into that network. So yeah, I think that that is what I hope our, our listeners out there hear and just, pushes them to, to take that step, to take that initiative, to reach out to you, to other mentors that they have and, and just build those relationships because it's, it's not a, a one way street. They have so much to give. And, and then Tyler, may, may, I, may I chime in and just add one more thing? Mm -hmm. So j just, just as you just alluded to that, they have so much to give. And like I was talking about before with the negative self-talk, mm -hmm. everybody has something to give. Just as we, we talked about when I did the presentation, I talked about, everybody identifying what their superpower is. Somebody's superpower may be social media, but somebody that they're reaching out to, they may struggle with social media, but they might be great administratively. So therefore, that's a great connection and that's something that's necessary. So I really want them to take time and reflect, what am I really great at? And then maybe even beginning to see, because you asked tips, then maybe even beginning to think or see, somebody who could need what they offer or who could need the gift that they have. But I, I just wanted to share that because I think somebody out there needs to hear that, needs to understand that they're extremely gifted and they're extremely talented and they should use that to definitely serve. Absolutely. Echo that, retweet all of those, right? <laughs> um, man, that's, that's, this is just fun, fun to engage in this conversation and hear those thoughts and just yeah, it's just, it's an exciting time to, to be involved in leadership, to be involved in just really uplifting others. Um, so I think in order to do that, you have to continue to invest in yourself, build up your own knowledge, your own skills. So I'm really curious for you, um, as you seek more knowledge, as you seek more information on that leadership journey, how do you sort through and separate out um, some of the stuff that may be more superficial to really get to those things that add depth and quality and are are things that will help sustain you for the long run? So I think for me, I've allowed myself to be a, a personal case study, if you will. Okay. Tell <laughs> and, me more about that. Yeah. And, and I would say that it, it really comes back to, to this quote I've heard somebody say, eat the meat and throw away the bones. So now in this time, it, it's no secret. There's more social media posts. There's more YouTube videos. There's more information it's overwhelming and can be at a point, but understanding that there are so many strategies, I've had to go in and I've had to try the strategy for myself. 
and then after I tried it, then I see that this may work for me or trying strategies and say, well, this, this does not work for me. So ultimately by beginning to take different strategies, I hear different individuals share and utilize and incorporating the ones that work in my life and the other ones, then I just don't utilize. This allows me to build a successful routine. This allows me to build just a successful library or vault, I guess, if you will, of certain tactics and things that work. So just, just, just in order to, to answer, answer your question, for, for me, I, I'm, I'm really basic when it goes to strategy. I have my notebook right here. I write down my to-do items the night before, right. and then I, I set them on my step. So when I wake up in the morning, my clothes are already laid out. I just go up the steps, I grab my notebook, and then I go through the same routine every single day. And, and it's interesting for me, Tyler, because I began to realize that as I've gone through the same routine, I've had a level of success. The days that I would not write the things down, I would feel like my day gets away from me. I would feel lost. I would feel all over the place. I would feel unorganized. So everybody listening, I would just encourage them to find, find the formula that works best for you. And then utilizing that, utilize that formula. Just, just water what works. You just keep going back to it. And just because somebody says this is the newest, greatest strategy, that doesn't mean you have to pursue that. You just want to do what works for you especially in leadership and in life. Oh, that's great. I mean, yeah, that, that routine component too. I think, uh, I, I mean, I've had so many conversations with students that uh, the routine during college life is hard. It's challenging, right? I mean, maybe your Monday, Wednesday, Friday look pretty similar. And then your Tuesdays, Thursdays are completely different. The weekend, you know, all bets are off, right? You never know what, what your weekend's going to look like. Um, <laughs> How, how, or what, it, what advice would you give um, to those? Because it, it is tough. Maybe, maybe I start class on Monday, Wednesday, Friday at nine, but on Tuesday, Thursday, I don't start till one. You know, what, what tips or advice or motivation do you have to offer for those that say, well, a routine doesn't really work because my schedule is so inconsistent? Mm -hmm. So I would give two points for that. I would say begin to find, find a structure. Like be, begin, begin to map out and plan out your life and take ownership of your time. And, and, and the reason I say that, because yes, life is inconsistent at times. Scheduling can be inconsistent at times. But if we have a schedule to work from, then having that schedule, then we can deviate from it if we need to. But having that schedule and having that structure, that gives us a sense of security. And that allows us to then begin to maximize those small moments throughout the day to where we're not just doing TikTok videos or watching TikTok <laughs> or on Instagram. And, 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 and a lot of times I joke about that, but, I, but I've been in that space to where I'm scrolling. And for me, it's not necessarily TikTok, it'd be Instagram or Twitter. So ultimately get it by having that structure and having that system in place. Now you know where you're supposed to be at this time. And if you said that you wanna learn more in 2020, then in your layover time, that can be time where you focus on reading more or your phone's already in your hand. You can begin to listen to a podcast or something like that. So the first piece would be that structure because the structure creates security and it allows you to maximize every moment of, of, of your day. And the, the, second, the second piece of advice I would say is something called habit stacking. I'm, I'm not sure if that's a new concept or if something that's been around. Are you familiar with habit stacking? Tom? No, I'm not. I, I, it sounds exciting though. 
Okay, okay. So, so habit stacking, we, we, we know what a habit is. A habit is something that we've done consistently. This is ingrained in our mind. So with, with, with habit stacking, there, there is one habit. So we'll, we'll say for me, we'll say that habit is every night writing down uh, the items that, that I'm going to do the, the next day. So this is a healthy habit because I'm writing the items down and this is what I know that I'm going to do. Right. So now following that, we add a habit just right after so that there's no layover time. So for me, the first thing I started doing was writing my items the night before. The next habit would be, I would, as I go upstairs, I would sit down in my lazy boy and then I would turn on my, my praise and worship music. Okay. So, so now we're, we're stacking a, a second habit. So now I write the items down the night before, I'm going upstairs, I sit in my chair and I'm, I'm doing the devotion. And, and, and over, over time, you can begin to increase this. For somebody else, it might be after you work out, you know, typically you sit down and you begin to watch TV. But now you can say, well, in the chair, I know I'm going to sit down in after I get from my workout, I'll have a book to the side. So I'll sit down and then I'll read three pages. So that the first initial habit is already ingrained in our mind. And mm -hmm. we just begin to build on that. And that helps people who might not be individuals who are big on on structure or schedule or routines, but it begins to slowly stack. And I, I, I was reflecting over this last night as I was talking to my brother, and I, I realized that my to-do list has grown from like three to four items to now like it's five to six or seven mm -hmm. to eight. And I would attribute that to habit stacking. So I, I would just share that with the, with the young leaders out there and seeing how that works for them and you know just, just seeing how they can maximize just that concept. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that um, that connects well um, for me. It's like, I, you know, I try to instill as many good habits as I can provide that structure to my day, but mm -hmm. as, as something that I, I didn't have necessarily the, uh, the verbiage or common language to put behind that. It's like, you know, my morning routine used to look like this and then I've added this and this mm -hmm. and this, and as time goes on, then your day becomes something that um, has that structure, that stability, um, is built on that foundation that is really sustainable through through the obstacles and adversities, right? Um, definitely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's that, that's something I'll definitely take into um, many of the seminars that we do, and we talk about you know knowledge, skill, behaviors, habits, all those different things, and how they're all interconnected. Um, outside of habit stacking, because I think that's that's one of the best pieces of advice uh, that that I'll definitely take away from this. Um, what other advice can you give for those out there listening when they count, encounter obstacles or roadblocks, adversities, whatever you want to call them? So the next, the next piece I, I want to share would really be finding a trusted individual that you can share anything with judgment-free. Just finding that one person. And, and, right. and, and for me, my, my best friend, he, he once was my pastor and we, we've, we've ran a business together. Uh, we, he was my best man in my wedding. So we have to find at least one individual. And a lot of people may say they're not comfortable with counseling or therapy. And some people just aren't there yet. But I feel having one person that can be trusted, you, you can just call them up and say, hey, I just want to vent. And then just sharing whatever you have to share, say what you have to say. And then after, it's like, okay, thank you for being there. All right, I, I, can, I can continue now. B because... Tyler, I think if we don't have that person and we don't 
have a space to where we can just release things that are weighing us down, then we're just going to continue to be weighed down. It's going to be like quicksand. We're going to be sinking in anxiety and stress and worry of life, of leadership, of problems, of, of everything like that. So it, I would say finding one person that you can connect with, or if you have somebody to where you have like a, a group, almost like a support group, um, because I know a lot of psychologists, I know a lot of psychologists do this, uh, just understanding the rigor of the work that they do. So they have to be able to connect with one another and talk through certain things. So making sure you have that one person that you can talk to and just share openly, honestly, and unapologetically. <laughs> so true, right? So true that you need that, that go-to person in your life, without a doubt. Uh, well, well, Jonathan, uh, I, I only have a couple more questions that, that I really want to get through. And um, the first one um, is, is oftentimes for me when asked, it's, it's kind of a struggle because uh, I'm going to use the word best or most or something like that. And to, so mm -hmm. to single out one, one specific thing uh, can be tough. But, but I'm going to ask you, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? The best piece of advice I've ever received was invest in yourself. And I say that because I think a lot of times we get blinded and I've, I've been here. I've, I've been here, Tyler, because, you know, I've, I've hey, I've, I've worked retail and work in retail. You know, I would buy all the shoes. I would buy all the clothes and I would spend all this money on all of these things that were superficial. But now I'm in the space to where I will invest anything within myself because ultimately I don't just benefit from it, but everybody will benefit from it. Um, and my wife and marriage, uh, the students I speak to. So I, I really, I really want to just really impress that upon the students. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself with experiences. Invest in yourself with opportunities. Invest in yourself with internships. Financially, invest in yourself because you only have, you only get one of these. This is a, this is a body. We only get one of these. We only get one brain, right? So understanding why not invest and make the, make you the best possible version of yourself that you can be. Absolutely. Maximize that potential. Definitely. Yes, sir. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent advice for, for all of us really. Uh, and so the last question that we, we always ask in, um, in the podcast is what is the most meaningful thing uh, someone has done for you this week? Wow. What is the most meaningful thing that someone has done for me this week? Ooh. They're definitely putting you on the spot here. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, so I've started just, just working with some clients and helping them do, do what I've been able to do speak and just effectively communicate, share their message, et cetera. And this particular gentleman, his name is Steve Vinsel. Uh, he's, he's a really good guy. He's a mindfulness coach. Mm. And the most, the, the, the most impactful thing uh, would be him after we wrapped up our call. He said, Jonathan, I, I want to just tell you something really quick. And I was like, yeah, Steve, what, what is it? He said, Jonathan, man, I, I just want to just express some gratitude. I, I just want to let you know I just appreciate you just for I, I just appreciate you. And I just want to let you know that. And and, and the reason I, I want to just underscore that is because he made sure to be intentional about it. Mm -hmm. And then he was specific in why he said he appreciated me. And I think that can never go. I, like, I think, I think that's something that will never go out of style. Just mm -hmm. authentic appreciation for somebody, a thank you note, 
just sending somebody a video message. And these are things, Tyler, that take the smallest amount of time. These are the little things in life. But I think these little things are really the cornerstones within our lives. So Steve Vinsel saying that he appreciated me and expressing that gratitude would, would, be, would be the thing for me. Oh, outstanding. Jonathan, I, I love being able to have these conversations with you. Definitely looking forward to having more in the future. Uh, and just really want to thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for sharing so many great lessons um, and thoughts today, as well as at the summit. Um, and really, really just looking forward to continuing this relationship and, and having it be mutually beneficial as we, as we spread the empowerment of, of others, right? Tyler, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate the Horn Frog Nation. Yes. And I'm just excited just, just to see, uh, you know, as you all continue to do a great job cultivating the, the leadership and, and, and just seeing how this thing continues to grow. So I'm, I'm here for the long haul, Tyler. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> yes, sir. Wouldn't want to. Wouldn't want to. <laughs> well, thank you again. Uh, and yes, for sir. those of you out, out there listening today, um, please join us next time when we sit down with another influential person to talk life and leadership. So thanks to everyone out there joining us today for Leadership from the Couch presented by the TCU Leadership Center as a part of Student Development Services. You can get more information about the Leadership Center, our staff, and Student Development Services through the links in our show notes. Finally, if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast or have suggestions for topics or who we should be talking to, reach out and let us know. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you on your couch soon.